brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. to Active Quest episode 48. I'm your host, Joseph Yaden, and I'm joined by the lovely Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Thanks for calling me, calling me lovely. Uh, it's, it's nice to be back after uh, uh, quite a while. Yeah, we. so I was traveling, and then Thanksgiving happened. I, yes. like, how, <laughs> I like how I said that it happened. Like, it was like, it, it happened to us. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, after after all the food I ate, it it did kind of feel like something happened to me. I ate so much, and then I got sick, and then Kennedy got sick, mm. and then now I, I guess Josh is sick. So, for uh, for those who are wondering why we're you know why you're not hearing Josh's voice, it, so we were getting ready to start recording, and he's like, "Hey, BRB, I have to go to the bathroom." And we were like, okay. And then we get a message like a couple minutes later. Uh, hey, I'm puking my brains out, basically. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I was fine an hour ago. Yeah. So that's very odd. He's, I guess. <laughs> I hope he doesn't have like a demon or something. Isn't yeah. that like the first signs of demon, de- demon possession? I I, I don't know, just... metalheads. Well, what is it? Like you're, you're the expert <laughs> on this kind of stuff. Oh man, I don't even. Chris, I don't even want to get started down this path. Um, yeah, I think so. I think that's the first signs of that you're being possessed by a demon, is that you just start puking out of nowhere with no notice. So anyway, we wish, uh, we're wishing Josh the best. He may join us a little bit later if he's feeling better, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he's just going to sit this one out. But that, that's okay. I mean, if he's feeling badly, if we don't want him to puke while on the show. Although that exactly. would be kind of... A little bit funny, I don't know, but no, we'll I, I'd throw up as well. That's disgusting, dude. Oh. I, do you know in uh, in uh, what was that? Um, uh, Team America, World Police, the <laughs> South Park creators. What that dude? That scene when the main character is puking, it like it makes me laugh so hard because he just it's like over the top. He just keeps he pukes for like five minutes straight. It's like ridiculous. How is anyway. puking funny? It's, it's disgusting. It's. No, I know, but it's funny when the, a puppet does it. Uh, okay. You yeah. know what movie I'm talking about, right? The Team America movie? It's a, it's puppets. Right. Yes, yes, I do, yeah. It, it, I guess it's better than masturbating in um, the Happy Time Murders or whatever it's called. My God, that trailer disgusted me. 
Jesus, that horrified yeah. me. Ugh. God. Well, speaking of puking and all that stuff, um, we've got a lot to talk about on this episode. I don't know what kind of segue that was. Actually, you could maybe make the the uh, the connection of puking and things that are horrifying to <laughs> Nemesis and Resident Evil Three, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I I mean, my main feeling for that is excitement. So I can't. I don't know that that's great either. But anyway, um, Resident Evil Three is most definitely happening. Um, hasn't been officially confirmed, but there was another interesting thing that happened this past week that sort of gives more credence to that. So we'll discuss it in a bit. Um, so this is interesting. Riot Games has another like publishing arm under the name Riot Forge. So they're going to have like a, a, a sort of a big blowout at the Game Awards next week, or I guess this week by the time you guys are hearing this. Um, so that'll be interesting to talk about. Uh, Games with Gold were announced, so we'll cover those. Uh, unfortunately, Josh isn't here to, to lend his excitement, so hopefully between the two of us we can at least muster like half of the excitement. <laughs> game pass, Josh game has. pass, game pass. Okay, I'm ready. Game pass, game pass. All right. Um, and then this is a little bit more of a sad story. Um, so the Firewatch team, uh, Campo Santo, had that game they were working on in the Valley of the Gods, and uh, I guess it's it's pretty much I guess canceled or on hold right now, shelved while they work on uh, Half Life Alex stuff. Because uh, as you guys know, they uh, that team was purchased by Valve, so we'll talk about that. And then uh, this weird a uh, couple of platinum games that were maybe leaked by the Microsoft Store, Bayonetta and Vanquish 4K <laughs> editions. Yeah, I don't know who who was asking for that. Those are two good games. I just I don't know who's asking for that. So we'll, we'll discuss that. We've got a couple listen, listener questions to get through. Um, I've been playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order a little bit, so I can talk about that. I've been playing more Modern Warfare. They just put out their Season 1 uh, update, so that was kind of cool. Actually, they uh, they put out they re-released one of the old maps from Call of Duty 4 called Crash, and I've been having a blast playing that. Um, I'm playing this Blair Witch game for review for PlayStation Lifestyle. I'm not too wild about it, so I'll hmm. maybe touch a little bit on that. Um, Chris, you've been playing, it looks like, a lot of stuff. Yeah, Astro man. Uh, I, I just got uh, a PlayStation VR. I've joined, I've joined the Legion, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited just to talk about these games because it's uh, a really cool platform, and it's blown my mind already. It is, and the problem with VR, and I've said this multiple times, is it, it's just so hard to, to like demo, or it's it's hard yeah. to advertise, because, it, I mean, with almost anything in media, you can be like, here's a clip of it, but showing a clip of something in VR is just like, it looks kind of dumb It's completely sometimes. different, like, yeah. Yeah, so it, you, you almost have to try it to even kind of understand what it's like and even myself knowing what vr is if i see a trailer for something that's supposed to be in vr like that half-life alex game i I, i'm usually just like i still don't really know what that's like like i still have trouble envisioning it so yeah it's it's a tough platform to advertise and also it's um... uh, it's bad for discovery as well like it's i found it's difficult to find these games on playstation store Oh, interesting. Well, the PlayStation Store sucks ass anyway yeah, to begin with. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll touch on some some games you've been covering, and um, yeah, 
Uh, before we get into the news, I just wanted to touch on a couple things here. Um, we're not going to like devote a whole news story to it, but there is a state of play airing, I guess, tomorrow by the time you guys are hearing this mm-hmm. on December 12th. So that'll be interesting. I don't have really high hopes for that or high expectations for that just because every state of play that's come I, out has been sort of disappointing. I do have a few thoughts on that if you want to lend a bit of time to it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Think, go ahead. I think Kingdom Hearts Remind will finally get a release date, so that you know the expan- expansion to Kingdom Hearts Three. Uh, I think that'd be great. And uh, I there are rumors going around, you know, that Resident Evil Three Remake is going to make its debut during the state of play because Jeff Keighley already said on the Reddit that um, it's not going to be at the Game Awards. So there you go. Right, and so that's. Uh, that's a news story in and of itself but also the fact that he was talking about it sort of like confirms it even further right like Uh i don't know i feel like maybe he would have just not answered it's obvious at this point it's completely obvious yeah exactly yeah so that that would be kind of cool maybe i don't know that we would get anything ps5 related right now probably not oh no yeah yeah. So speaking of Jeff Keighley, the Game Awards will be airing um, this week as well. Uh, so I think what we'll do. Um, what do you want to do with that? Do you want to maybe like, uh, f- like record something afterwards, just like discussing what happened at the show, or do you want to do? Yeah, some I sort think we should like, do that. Yeah. Okay. Because well, the predictions. Well, yeah, we I wanna... was going to say something prediction related but I, I i don't know that that's like as useful you know we can I feel give like some just... quick predictions out there and see if we're right yeah yeah something like that well but but by by the time the episode airs and it will have already passed so we would have to do predictions this episode yes so yeah something like that we'll we'll, we'll have to we'll have to figure something out with that it, it's just i don't know how useful it is to to go through and you know, there's so many categories you know and like make yeah. all these predictions and you, stuff you know what we we'll... could do um i i honestly think we should just go game of the year what we think we'll game go yeah to game of the year do the main awards yeah we'll and do, then yeah we'll uh, do like the do like a predictions stuff for like the games we think will be announced so i think we could do that separately you know we could do that yeah in a separate 10 minute episode or something Oh, okay. That's a good point. Yeah, like a separate sort of yep. one-off episode or something. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it, am, am I mistaken, or is that the sound of lovely Josh joining <laughs> us? Yeah, hey, I am back. Oh, hey, my God. Are what you ha- feeling what, okay? We... I don't know. I was just sitting here, and we were, like, I was like, Joseph's not here yet. I, I'll be right back. And then all of a sudden, I was throwing up, so I don't know. I think I'm okay, but it was weird. So what we were discussing on the show is that it's probably the first signs of being possessed by a demon. Oh, shit. So you might have to get exercised. That happened to Jonah Hill, and this is the end, and he got fucked by Satan. Great. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I That's don't That's such a good that. movie. Have you not seen that movie? <laughs> no, I haven't seen That's that. That's like my so. favorite comedy. This is the end. It's it's Seth Rogen <laughs> and Danny McBride, Jonah Hill, James... Fr- oh, dude, it's great. Okay. Is that on Netflix? I don't know. I mean, I'll mail it to you if you'll watch it. <laughs> you'll mail that's, it that's how me. bad I want you to watch it. So <laughs> Do you live in the 90s or something, dude? Shit. I'll, I'll, I will be your Netflix. Will, will you mail me the tape? <laughs> you know, you know, I only enough, have it in though, Blu-ray. 
that's so funny mail me the tape my grandma would always say that i'll be like hey graham do you, are you watching netflix she's like yeah i've got the tape in oh god I'm like oh that's great. god holy shit no i'll so, just stream the movie on instagram for you i'll just do like a shaky cam of the <laughs> of my tv or like facebook live yeah. oh my god um well that's cool that you that you were able to come and join us on the show today because we were under the impression that you were going to be down for the count so glad to have you here with us today josh um so you actually didn't really miss much we just um went over what we're going to talk about and uh we're about to start the news so you haven't missed much gotcha man this week was crazy i uh i was telling chris before you got here and before i left that um, I don't like to pick what we cover without you guys, so that's why I was just dumping news in our doc. Mm-hmm. Like I knew we were gonna cut some, but I was just like, there was a, I mean, there was a lot of stuff in there. Like it was a busy. Oh week. yeah, yeah, it was. It, we we've trimmed it trimmed it down substantially though, so yeah, that way we can try to keep it at that hour. Oh mark. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So why don't we jump into the news here, um, and then yeah, we'll we'll get through that. Talk about what we've been playing. We got some listener questions to get through. So if you guys are ready, why don't we start the news? Let's go. So we've got a story here. This is Resident Evil 3 remake, um, which is obviously happening. Um, hasn't been confirmed by Capcom, but there was a leaked so leaked cover art uh, on the PlayStation Store in Japan, um, and it, there are these really cool screenshots, or like not maybe not screenshots. I guess it's cover art, yeah, with uh, the cover, and it looks like. It's got the the two two characters on the front with the nemesis in the back, and then the you know the Resident Evil logo. Um, weird. It doesn't say nemesis on it, mm-hmm. which is kind of bizarre. I don't know what's up with that. But yeah, uh, Jill Valentine is on the cover there, and man, it I looks so... official. Like it looks it, it looks it's real. Know, it doesn't look questionable at all. That's real. So, yeah, it's and then there's this other thing called the Z version, which we don't know what that is, but. Uh, when resident evil 2 came out earlier this year there were a couple different versions of that like special edition that kind of thing so that seems like that makes sense um the special uh, edition shit was cool too like i i I got that and i got like the you know the original soundtrack and stuff it's it's great yeah man resident evil 2 is my game of the year by far i'm so excited for re3 and for those who don't know resident evil 3 takes place around the same time as resident evil 2 so i almost wonder if they'll like maybe do some flashbacks or something that will uh take you back to resident evil 2 or like you know from leon's point of view or or you know, one of the other characters in Resident Evil 2, I think that would be kind of cool. That's my favorite thing about uh, the internet being a part of games now is, like, we can, we can constantly update games. So, like, I mean, they, they, they can... they can And and size is no uh, constraint anymore. So, like, they don't have to, like, worry about cramming as much, you know, they don't have to worry about storage space in, like, a disc. So, like, I don't know. I just love how, like, the, the limits are, like, you know, what they want to do. Right. We can have all and, kinds of, uh, you know, long games, connected games, and really build that out. Yeah. Um, so earlier, Chris and I were discussing that Resident Evil 3 probably won't make an appearance at the Game Awards. Jeff Keighley already said they don't have any plans for that. So unless he was lying, which I don't think he is. Um, but we were discussing that 
uh, in this week's uh, this week by the time you guys are hearing this episode, uh, State of Play episode, which is PlayStation's sort of Nintendo Direct videos they do, that perhaps Resident Evil Three will make an appearance there. Um, Chris and I already discussed that, but Josh, what did, what did you think about that? Do you think maybe that makes sense, or do you think we'll see it later? I didn't think about that, but I agree. I think that makes perfect sense. Um, that yeah, would because... be a really big, exciting. Um, I, I don't. I know. We, I mean, we know it's not going to be exclusive, but I could see like Sony being the main one with the marketing, kind of like Xbox was with Assassin's Creed. You know, Here, here's um, a right, question I want to bring yeah. up to you, Joseph. I know What's Resident that? Evil Two didn't have this feature, but do you think Resident Evil Three might have VR in it? Do you think that's a possibility? No. I, well, I think it's a possibility, but I don't think it will. The, now, the only thing I... It could, it's because of what you just said, that Resident Evil 2 didn't have it. Now, what could happen is maybe they update it with... Update 2 and then include VR and 3. Yep. But see, the problem... that my, over, my overarching problem with that theory is that it's third person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. third person... It, it you can do VR in third person, but I think you it, I think it has to be sort of designed with VR in mind. Something like a uh, what's the Astrobot? Uh, oh, Mo- yeah, Moss. These kind of games that are like designed with VR in mind, where you can like you know peek your head around a corner, that kind of thing, and like you're the environment almost. Yeah. Or or it has to be first person, but for he, it to be meaningful. He, here's what I think. It- it could be as like as uh, separate modes, just like uh, Resident Evil Seven, right? There was there was like mini games that involved um, PlayStation VR, like mini levels. So I think maybe we could have that with side stories based on Resident well, the whole Evil game, 3. the whole game in Resident Evil Seven is playable. playable yeah. Oh yeah, VR. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's possible, but honestly, it would be really hard. It'd be a tough sell too because Resident Evil was two and three and one specifically but i mean four four to an extent two and you know i guess maybe a little bit five but one two and three especially were designed like like around the environment like to a t like the 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 pacing and the placement of enemies and items like it's just the environment is just such a big character of those games that i just don't think that resident evil 3 or two would work as well in first person. I remember seeing some people that were playing like mods on the RE2 remake on PC. And basically that was kind of what people were saying too, was like, this is cool to play in first person VR and all that. But like, it just doesn't work as well. For sure. Be- just because yeah. the way it was designed. I know it can work like with uh, Evil Within 2. Um, I think oh, it was yeah. first person mode for that, right? There mm-hmm. was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. I'm really glad they did that. So um, I don't seem like a downer though. I'd be down. I, I love the VR. I'm just wondering if I'm crazy. Like, does she look like Kira Knightley to you? Oh, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, she does. Uh, Joe Valentine on the cover. Yeah, a little bit. You're talking about Joe Valentine, right? Not Nemesis. <laughs> yes. That'd be yes, so mean. That'd be so mean <laughs> if Chris did that. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I think we might see something Resident Evil 3 related uh, sometime this week. So stay tuned for that. Um, okay, next story here. Uh, this is kind of interesting. So this, I've got a, an article pulled from GameSpot here. This is Richard Wakeling. 
Um, Riot Games announces Riot Forge teases reveal at the Game Awards. Uh, I'll read most of this here. Uh, quote, League of Legends developer Riot Games has announced its venture into video game publishing via a new publishing arm called Riot Forge. The goal of Riot Forge is to partner with experienced studios outside of Riot Games to create single-player, story-driven games set in League of Legends' Runeterra universe. Greg Street, Riot's vice president of IP and entertainment, took to Twitter to celebrate the announcement, tweeting, quote, Riot Forge is something I am proud of to have helped create. We are now an indie game publisher. The story-based games you want in the League universe are coming." End quote. Riot Forge will provide localization, research, marketing, voiceovers, QA, and other kinds of support to its developer or development partners, and is currently searching for new studios to work with. The publishing arm's first game is already in development, however, as the Game Awards has confirmed that the first Riot Forge developer will be revealing its new League of Legends game at the show on December 12th. So we can uh, we can look forward to that. Um, and then I'll read this last part here. Yeah, it's been a busy few months for Riot Games. And this news follows last month's announcement that the studio is also working on a first person shooter and a fighting game. Riot's company culture is also being overhauled in the aftermath of a $10 million gender discrimination lawsuit. So lots going on there um i am not i never got into league of legends i don't know if you guys um have different feelings about that but it is cool that we'll be seeing something in that universe and and it'll make an appearance at the game awards i guess right yeah i've always kind of avoided (laughs) it just because i've heard that like the community is really toxic for new people so like i never you know that that didn't make me want to play I considered playing one time, though, and just, like, having a mic and being like, how do I play? How do I... And doing that to people, just to make them angry. <laughs> but then I, I just I didn't, but I still won. And then I, and then I didn't. <laughs> um, Chris, do you have any thoughts on this? This is a big deal, because League of Legends is one of the biggest um, entertainment franchises of all time, you know? Um, especially in the gaming, right? So... Uh, them publishing new games based on this universe sounds really interesting, and uh, I hope some of these indie developers, you know, get the support they need, and maybe some of these indies are like bigger AAA studios, you know. So maybe yeah. they'll be pumping out like incredible games because you know, the ten ten cent, and unfortunately, uh, has a lot of money behind it, right? So maybe oh yeah, uh, they we'll do. be getting some big big games, and maybe we'll get be getting a surprise at the game awards this year yeah i'm curious to see what that is because i i always kind of appreciate when uh, a studio does something in the universe of a game but like in a different genre i think that's a great way to like get new people hooked you know oh dude there was there was a time where like i don't think it was around that long but i don't think it ever really got too far off the ground but bioware uh internally for a time like after I think it was after 2 came out, but, like, Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Um, Bioware was, like, kicking around the idea of doing, like, a first-person shooter during the uh, First Contact Wars, which is when uh, humans and, like, you know, the, um, shit, Turians, I think? Yeah. I don't remember. I think it was Turians. But anyway, the First Contact War was, like, this big event that happened before, you know, the Mass Effect game, the first one, started. And, yeah, I always thought that would be so cool. And to this day, whenever, like, you know games that are in a different genre 
you know, but in the same universe as an established genre like, you know, this, I always think that would be really cool, like a Mass Effect first person shooter. Even like franchises like Mega Man and Mario have done it, right? So I don't know. Like right. it, it's something that a lot of companies have done in the past. Dude, every Nintendo Direct, I hear people talk about wanting Mario Super Strikers to come back. Please, you know, like fucking please apparently Mario Soccer is awesome. That's the know. most hype fucking Nintendo franchise they have, it's, unless it's like Super Smash Brothers. Like it's it's yeah. just awesome. Like that would be a fantastic kind of like Twitch esports game, and I I can't understand why they haven't made a new one. It makes so much sense to me. Like football's no, a there's huge, a lot fan, of, huge, huge yeah. around the world. I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot of franchises Nintendo's just sitting on that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. So like Pushmo. Yeah. Sorry, I just yeah, want Pushmo. Push um, so yeah, we'll see what happens at the Game Awards with the this new Riot Games game. Um, so yeah, why don't we move on here? Uh, we'll just cover the games with gold here for this month. Um, so that, this is actually an interesting lineup. I don't know that it's a good lineup, but it's certainly <laughs> interesting. Um, I don't know. You guys can, I have, I have some thoughts on a couple of these games anyway. So this one, I haven't even heard of this one. Insane robots. Uh, that's free. Uh, Xbox it just came one. out too, but I didn't hear of it either. I, when I looked yeah. it up, it just, it like released, uh, and went to gold at the same time. Oh, I see. Okay, so that's going to be free from December 1st through the 31st. Um, and then the other Xbox One game is Jurassic World Evolution. Cool. That's free December 16th through uh, January 15th. That's the sort of like park, park creation game. Um, and then December 1st through 15th, we've got Toy Story 3, um, which is an Xbox 360 game. As you guys know, the 360 games all work on Xbox One, um, or the ones that are available through Games with Gold, of course. Um, and then the other one is this Castlevania Mirror of Fate uh, game that's available December 16th through the 31st. Now, the interesting thing about this Mirror of Fate game is that it's actually a 3DS game. Um, it <laughs> it came out the same day, I believe, uh, there was, an, I think, two Castlevania games that came out at the same time. This Mirror of Fate and maybe like... Those are Shadow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which is not good. But yeah, this Mirror of Fate, it's like sort of an attempt at the return to like traditional side-scrolling Castlevania uh, that we all know and love. But it's like 2.5D and it just doesn't do it as well. But this is like the closest thing we've had to a a traditional side-scrolling Castlevania game in a while other than Bloodstained, you know. So you might want to check that one out. It's Um, a good game for gold or plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Toy Story three, I hated when I played. <laughs> I played that. Uh, I really hated it. Um, I I didn't like that the open world was like it didn't tell you where you were. Well, what what was it that bothered me? Oh, there was there was no map in the open world, so I kept getting oh. lost. Yeah. And and there there's like an arrow, but it it tells you where to go. It doesn't tell you how to get there. So there was just this arrow pointing at a wall and I'm like, God damn it. How do I get into the wall? That's like the only thing I remember. It's probably user error, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, I don't really remember. I've heard a lot of good stuff from that. So I'm yeah, I, mean, I remember enjoying it, but I mean, I, I played it a long time ago, so I don't, I don't know. Also, I wanted to uh, correct myself. Insane robots did not just come out. I, I mixed up a date disregard. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, Toy Story 3, I remember enjoying it, but I mean, I think I played it like eight years ago, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how so, well it's held up. So, interesting lineup, I guess. Um, I would say check out Jurassic World and Mirror of Fate. Uh, those are the two I can 
kind of vouch for ish um yeah do you guys have any other thoughts it doesn't seem like insane robots have has been received very well it has a Mm -hmm. three star rating on uh the store so is that three out of five or three out of three out of five yeah okay all right yeah, that was the. Those are the same two I was excited about too, Joseph. Or I excited, I guess. Yeah, uh, optimistic quotes. about are those two games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, why don't we move on here? This is a little bit more of a sad story. Um, so, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, there is this game being worked on by Campo Santo, the team who uh, worked on Firewatch, which is a game that was pretty well received. Um, they had, and they're working on this game called In the Valley of Gods. Well earlier this year maybe it was last year um valve purchased campo santo and then we basically just like never heard about this in the valley of gods game um it was announced at the 2017 game awards so almost two years ago Mm. and we basically yeah we basically like never heard anything about it It was this cool like egyptian looking game with an emphasis on like taking pictures and stuff the art was beautiful for it well anyway uh it was canceled and i've got a statement or not canceled, I guess maybe put on hold. Pretty much, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could see it again, but yeah, shelved for now. And I've got a statement here from Valve uh, in regards to the shelving of this game. And I'll read, uh, yeah, I'll read through it here. Um, it reads, quote, To fans looking forward to In the Valley of Gods, it's probably clear that the optimistic 2019 at the end of the announcement trailer isn't going to be accurate. In the end, Valve time makes fools of us all but yes developers from the former campo santo team have joined other projects at valve including half-life alex as you can imagine our experience in the first person adventure genre is pretty relevant you'll hear a lot about at you'll hear a lot about how at valve you can work on what you want it turns out that's true and there's a lot of work available as we've integrated ourselves into valve it became clear that there was a lot of valuable work to be done on half-life alex some of us started oh moses just got up in front of me sorry (laughs) um okay excuse me moses can i read jesus some of us starting uh, lending started lending a hand and have since become full-time on the projects as it approaches launch similarly some ex campos i like how they put that ex campos are working on dota underworlds (laughs) some are on steam and so on so the Mm. answer to your question as of today in the Valley of God's development is on hold, but it certainly feels like a project we can and may return to. And when that happens, we'll find an exciting way to let fans know. Yeah, it's not looking good for this game. Uh, I don't know no. that we'll ever see it again. It, it didn't um, seem particularly interesting to me from the trailer they showed. Uh, it didn't seem oh, like I, I thought much it was cool. game Yeah, I had the opposite opinion. It. I was yeah. really bummed out when this was shelved because really? I, that was one of my most anticipated games. I yeah. yeah, I thought it was really I was really, really cool. excited. I rewatched but, but, that trailer dozens of times. But Chris, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What you didn't you didn't think it looked cool? Yeah, I di- I, I didn't really dig in the Valley of Gods, and it's kind of forgettable to me. Like I, it didn't didn't really grab me, and like I like the idea of it being like a photographic kind of journey, but it, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something something about it like it didn't have like a hook to it that really drew me in. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I really goddamn enjoyed um, Firewatch. And it's just a shame that these developers have been put on games like Dota Underlords. You know, that's a multiplayer-focused game that's very different from Firewatch. And then Half-Life Alex, which is a game that barely anyone's going to play because it's 
it's trapped on Steam VR, and which at n- very few people can afford, right? So, it's like uh, I wish that um, they could work on another uh, first-person, you know, narrative experience. But uh, yeah, it doesn't look like yeah. that's going to happen for now. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, uh, if if this makes the development of Half-Life Alex go smoother or better i'm all for that but at the expense of a game that i thought looked kind of cool i don't know that that's a great trade-off um josh any any closing thoughts yeah i was just gonna say it's sad that this is just speculation but it's sad that sometimes people have to you know pick between a steady paycheck and you know art there's a lot of like the business side that a lot you know we we probably won't ever find out about not just with this situation but lots of canceled games and you know, from the outside looking in, it may seem clear, but uh, from the other side of the coin, it may not be as as simple as we think. If so. it's voluntary, then it's it's great. You know, like if these people were like, you know what, now that we're at Valve, let's take a break from this game. We kind of hit a brick wall. We'll come back to it. Now we don't have to worry about money. Let's take a little break. Let's work on some other stuff. You know, if it was like that, then that's great. But if not, then that's a bummer. It's super suspicious to me that some of them would be working on Dota Underlord style. That there's something weird to me that's... Uh, bad sign i don't know because <laughs> it's so different so yeah yeah i don't know we'll see what happens with that um so why don't we get this last story covered here and then we'll take a little break um vanquish and bayonetta console remasters spotted on microsoft store this is a well i guess we don't need to read through the whole thing i've got a story from escapist here michael Crippy crip um but yeah that's pretty much it that the uh, <laughs> The Microsoft Store had a listing for a Bayonetta uh, remaster as well as a Vanquish remaster, um, but in 4K. Um, So Bayonetta 2 was a game that got really, really high reviews and a lot of commercial praise, or critical praise, not commercial praise. Um, And it saw a second life on the Switch. So I, I feel like a lot of people maybe missed out on the first game. Um, Vanquish, man, that's an old one. That's a that's an old platinum game from like 2010 or maybe before that, um, and it looks like the release date is showing as February 18th. Um, there's uh, apparently an anniversary bundle with putting both of them together, so that'll be interesting. Do you guys have any thoughts on this supposed bundle that's going to be coming out? This action game bundle? I haven't played either one of them. Um, so this would be a good way for me to get to experience, you know, experience them. And I'd be open yeah. to playing them if the price is good. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It, like, if they're charging 60 bucks for this, ugh, that's a tough sell. Yeah, but if it's know. like 40 for both or 15 a piece or something, I don't know. Or I, yeah. switch those around, you know. Uh, bundle discount or, a, you know, 15, 20 bucks a piece. That would be a good sell. Yeah. Chris? Uh, yeah, I I think these games would be awesome to play. I haven't played either of them. I played a little bit of Vanquish, actually, and it was really cool from what I've played, but I kind of just dropped it after a little while. I think I was playing, like, a demo or something. But these yeah. games, I, I'm reading the article here from Escapist, and they're saying um, it will include 4K support and 60 frames per second, and that's perfect for this kind of, like, these kind of games, especially uh, Vanquish, that it looks absolutely stunning. 
and uh, right. I know Vanquish was recently ported to PC, and it was a great port. So um, I mm-hmm. honestly think that Platinum Games wants these titles on current gen as many platforms as possible, right? And so, it might give them a little bit of extra spending money on any yeah. current projects they're working on. Right? But it also so. it makes me think, is something going wrong with Bayonetta 3? And here's oh, absolutely. Why I, here's why I say this, right? Because, you know, Bayonetta was included in a Nintendo-published collect, uh, uh, game, you know, Bayonetta 1 and Bayonetta 2. Did that deal mm-hmm. fall through somehow? Like, I don't know how Bayonetta's available on different platforms now. Well, Bayonetta oh, One was already um, that was that's owned oh, yeah, by no, Platinum. I know, but point. did Nintendo acquire the rights to that game? Or no, I don't think no. so. I think Nintendo's allowed to sell it too. I don't think they acquired. You know, I, I don't think this is a bad sign. I think okay. that they're a they're a double A developer that's not owned by anybody, and this raises some money for them to do things mm. outside Bayonetta Three, which is funded by Nintendo. Yeah, and uh, yeah. this would be a good way. For, uh, <clears throat> uh, it would be a good litmus test to see the interest in Vanquish. And perhaps we'll yeah. get a sequel. Have you yeah. guys played that? I never did because I heard so much mixed reception. I didn't know what to think. It's super cool, dude. It's, it's it really is? cool. Okay. I yeah, haven't, I haven't played it. Amazing. No. I played Bayonetta, though. I really like yeah. that. Um, okay, so that wraps it up for the news here. Let's take a little break, and then we'll get to some listener questions. I'm a devil trigger. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. All right, everybody, and we are back. Thanks for sticking with us here. Um, Josh is still okay, so that's good. He didn't have to go puke his brains out again. <laughs> really don't know. That's a little alarming. I don't know. Just no notice, huh? You just started. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where. I was not a fan of that. Hmm. Um, I'm hoping I just ate something bad or something yesterday, you know, yesterday or something. Yeah. I don't know, because it seems like it passed. Well, something I am a fan of is a little bit of that Ooh. a little LaCroix this is blackberry citrus mm, that sounds let's, good let's see how this is let's see mmm spicy okay <laughs> very good I like when Chris gets a drink because Chris never likes what he's drinking oh yeah he's always like oh that's awful <laughs> like I'm drinking a cactus lime carbonated water and it's disgusting what is wrong with you two I'm drinking a uh, roadkill mixed with uh, frog legs. <laughs> oh, God. Mixed with whatever the Kingdom Hearts shoes are made out of. Oh, mm, it's disgusting. Okay. Um, so why don't we get to some listener questions here? Um, of course, you guys can always reach us or multiple ways of doing so. 
you can get a hold of us uh, on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow. You can email us at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Or, you know, you can get a hold of us individually on Twitter. We'll plug ourselves at the end of the show. Um, and every week on Wednesdays, we post our Twitter thread for that next episode where you can leave us all sorts of questions, game-related or not. We look forward to hearing from you. Um, we've got a, a question from Ryan here. And Ryan asks, uh, if you could only buy one game in the next calendar year, what game would that be? Um... Do do I do either of you have an immediate answer for this? Yeah, Could Last of Us Part Two. Okay, I have right. one. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Oh, that's a good one. Um, so Josh, why Last of Us Part Two? Uh, the first one's like one of my favorite games ever. Um, I love the characters, atmosphere, music. Like I don't have any complaints with that uh, first game, and I also uh, love the aspects that create that universe. So. Honestly, for me, even even if the story is only as good or even a little bit less good than one, I will still be really satisfied because I like the mechanics and atmosphere of the world too. So um, even if the game game story is okay, I'm still gonna absolutely love it, and I'm sure the story is <laughs> gonna be great. So yeah, I've got the like second best collector's edition pre-ordered, and I keep waiting for the Ellie edition to get restocked so I can you know switch Amazon pre-orders. Yeah, keep an eye out on like uh amazon deals or not not, not i'm sorry ign deals or GameSpot deals. yeah wario 64 like there are the one there. i've got i would recommend to people though like that one's still cool it's like 170 bucks and it's like it's got a whole bunch of cool shit like it's still good just the yeah. one that's better it's got like ellie's backpack and stuff and it just looks even better right um but, yeah very excited for that game chris what yes. what game would you would you buy so you yeah final one fantasy 7 remake would probably be mine um, I just love Square Enix games, love action RPGs, um, and this is right up my alley. So I, I just can't wait to experience this story for the first time and uh, see what all the fuss is about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, I think both of those picks are, are good picks, um, just in terms of level of quality. But the thing I'm a little bit hung up on with this question is that you only get one game, right? Crazy. So that means you have to play this game for a year, Right? Oh, you so, have a big backlog I... anyway. <laughs> There's yeah, so many games yeah. to play anyway, so... <laughs> okay, well... Uh, but for me, I would want something that I could, like, put a lot of time into. So, something like Persona 5 Royal is jumping out at me, or, like, a yeah. Cyberpunk. Animal Crossing like that. doesn't... That's what I expected your answer to be you. with Cyberpunk. Yeah, like Animal Crossing. Like, a game where you just put a shit ton of time into. So, to answer his question... I would probably say Cyberpunk. Yeah. If I if I had to pick, but yeah, the, the, those other games I mentioned look kind of attractive as well. Animal Crossing, I, New Horizons. I have yeah. to admit something like, crazy. I I'm, I'm not excited for Cyberpunk that much. I don't know why. It it sounds like something you would not be excited for, Chris. <laughs> this has been Chris saying eh, to the thing Joseph is excited about. Yeah. As usual. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, oh, I was editing one time and Chris yawned, and, 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 and then immediately coming. I heard, fuck you, Chris, from both of us. <laughs> By the way, Chris, uh-huh. I saw yep. I saw your little comment about Bloodborne, <laughs> and I must say I'm not happy. Okay, uh, okay, I'm sorry. What'd he say? I didn't see. So, Brian Altano from IGN 
put that his game of the decade is uh, he tweeted out that his game of the decade is bloodborne and i retweeted it and i said i can't disagree with him and then chris uh commented a, a gif of somebody yawning damn it chris <laughs> <laughs> i am very evil I one day that's gonna bite you in the taste. ass like someone's yes. gonna show you something in person and instinctively you're just gonna go oh, oh. <laughs> and then they're gonna and they're gonna beat the shit out of him and he's gonna be really upset imagine me doing that at e3 that'd be so goddamn rude my god like if i'm playing mm-hmm. this demo or something <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay um last question here this is uh jason quarter um, he asks, "What's your best guess as to what Blue Point, Blue, sorry, Blue Point is working on, and what would you rather have them working on?" Okay, for me, so I know there are a lot of like rumors about Demon Souls. Um, Chris, you and and um, Chandler from PlayStation Lifestyle were sort of talking about this. I think you're both right, honestly. That I, I don't know that that game needs to be remastered and yeah. or, uh, remade, and I don't know what you would do with it if it were to be remade so you're probably right it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for that to be the game they're working on no However, it, it, and it also makes it doesn't make sense to me because they say it's the most uh it's the project they're most proud of so like if you're remaking a ps3 ps4 game that wouldn't be that impressive right so i think it might be something a bit bigger than demon souls um so yeah i'm, so, thi- I'm thinking like uh metal gear solid or something like that like that's probably yeah. the one I'm thinking might be it, or, um, or maybe I don't like, think Legend of yeah. Dragoon would probably be it because it's not popular enough. Um, so I, one I thing though that would lead me to believe that Dragoon's possible is that Sony does own the rights to that, so they don't have to spend yeah. any money to, you know, to like start making it. They just have to start making it. And um, one of, and somebody yeah. who works at Blue Point, I think somebody tweeted at them like, "Hey, what about Legend of Dragoon?" And they responded with, "Perhaps that should be a project." So like right, I don't so that's probably not like, it. Yeah, right. I'm gonna look at the previous remasters they've done because Shadow of the Colossus is a remaster they've done in the past, right? So let's see what they've worked on. Uh, they've I would worked like on them Metal to Gear make Solid. Dino Crisis. Yeah, yeah, Dino Crisis would be really cool because um, I, I mean, I would trust Capcom to do it, but I mean, I, you know, I kind of want them to just focus on what they're doing with Resident Evil because they're doing really good right now. I don't want, I don't want them to fuck that up. Um, yeah. So yeah, Blue Point remade uh, Dino Crisis, but like not not just uh, graphically, but you know, like modernize the controls and stuff. Basically, just like the RE2 remake, that yeah. would be really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So for me, I, I I would like it to be Demon Souls because I, I think uh, there's there maybe if they do something really different with it, I think it could be really interesting because that game was wild when it came out and it just doesn't hold up as well today. So I do think it could use a remaster or remake. I just don't know that it needs one. But what I actually think it is, is yeah, maybe something Metal Gear related. What about Ape Escape? Could you guys see that happening? Because I know that... It's not a big title though. You know, it's not huge. Yeah, but I mean, Medieval happened, right? Um, yeah, but I don't. I think Blue Point is not now on another echelon than that. I, I honestly think they're working on a huge project uh, based on old yeah. PlayStation and, IP. And actually, there from what from I, I've done some research, and yeah, I think I was doing a story or something for PlayStation Lifestyle. They it looks like they might be working on two projects. So right. perhaps Demon Souls is not out of the question. <laughs> I'd while also they like have to... their main big project going on i'll bring this up 
Symphony of the Night. Because I uh, like, oh my god, the, the tweet sounds me. like very similar to Demon Souls, but I think it could also be uh, Castlevania god. related. I would be just oh, I would be so excited if that what, happened. But what would uh, I mean? This is turning into a big thing. But what what could they even do with that game though? Because I, yeah. I feel like it... It's already perfect, but I mean, they could do a, you know, a shiny... But that, um, it'd be like a massive 3D uh, reinterpretation of... Like, yeah, Symphony a, 3D, of the Night. a 3D version of Symphony of the Night? Yeah. I don't know that that would sit well with people. I feel like people would get nah, pissed off, like, p- pissed about that. But what if... People would uh, get pissed and then it come so out much and they play it like it. Like, what if it is, like, the Soul series, but, like, Castlevania just rejuvenated? I think... God. So many people. I feel like so excited. It would have like, to be if, done perfectly for, it would, for people though. to not. Blue points mad. proved that they can do it. So I, I honestly yeah. think that that might. That would be, be it. really fascinating. A 3D take on Symphony of the Night. Yeah, uh, I'm. I, I would be interested to see what that would look like. Um. So yeah, thank you, Jason, for your question there. Um. Okay, why don't we jump into what we've been playing here, you guys? Uh, Chris, you got a vr a psvr yes, headset I and i am curious to hear your thoughts on that you've played some psvr games and you've yes, gotten acquainted with the headset tell us your thoughts uh i i love the playstation vr so far um i do have a few issues like for example like i get a rum- rumbling feeling in my stomach after a while um after a while playing the uh the vr headset but i guess i have to get used to that first uh but overall like the experience is wonderful like you have this huge screen in front of you to play games and watch movies that's awesome and then on top of that you have these vr titles that look incredible like you can't really you can't really reinterpret to someone and explain what it looks like until you've actually tried it um so there's like a blend of like 3d and your movements right with your head so um, something that blew my mind is Astrobot Rescue Mission because uh, I was trying the demo disc and Astrobot was one I really wanted to try first. So right. something that blew my mind is like it, it, it's the Super Mario 64 of PlayStation VR because you're looking around corners and seeing where the bot is going. Um, you're looking downwards over like a ledge and you're seeing him way down there below and it's just immerses you into this into this game and then the interaction with the controller you know with the touchpad um you're flicking the robot around like <laughs> to solve puzzles or um to uh defeat a boss right so like it's just super immersive you're really in in there and it's, it's blown my mind it really has blown my mind um something else that i thought was incredible and uh it, this is great as a kingdom hearts fan the vr experience is really cool <laughs> because you'll play it's not a game really you're like place inside the cuts uh important cut scenes throughout the series so you're you're sora and you're looking around the environment uh, and uh, as these characters are talking to you and there's you're you're realizing when you're actually in the game like you, you see the all the expressions and there's like you, you're, you're seeing the further detail in the animations and like uh, just being the locations themselves is it's just amazing <laughs> I, I love it and I, I hope other series like Harry Potter or 
Marvel or something like that just takes takes inspiration from this and you know uh, implements that into VR because I, I honestly think that's a really cool way to experience uh, a series that you love. Um, yeah, Trevor saves the universe. Super cool as well. Um, it's a three D platformer, but it has uh, Rick and Morty style humor, and this it, it emphasizes VR in a fantastic way because um there there's characters that spit on you there there's characters that go in your way of vision so like <laughs> it and it plays around with the gameplay mechanics for example i had this uh predicament where um i couldn't get further into the game unless i could move all this furniture from one place to another right but oh, okay uh, there's something that came up where I'm like, I can move this furniture and just make it a platform <laughs> to get over the hill. So that's what I did. And then the person who's who, who wants me to move the furniture, she was having a go at me. She's like, why are you doing this? You asshole. You fucking asshole. Oh my God. <laughs> right. As I'm, as I'm just using her sofas as a platform to get to the next section. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you could definitely be an asshole in that game. It's great. It's great. Um, yeah, like it's, it's PlayStation VR has really changed my mind on how games can be developed, and um, it's a definitely a new experience. And I'm I'm excited for the future. Yeah, I'm really happy you've jumped on board with that too, because there are so many cool games there. And yeah, one that I really want you to try is Resident Evil Seven. Whenever you get the right. get the chance, right? Um, there's probably it's probably on sale, or maybe you know as a yeah. Christmas gift or something, you'll get it. I, I think really the good. thing is, it's not going to be a special because um, I've already experienced that story, right? So I'm hoping mm-hmm. Resident Evil Three or something, even though it's very unlikely yeah. we'll have something like that. Um, yeah. So, other than VR stuff, yeah. uh, has there been anything else you've been playing? Uh, Twitch Sings. Uh, so, this is kind of like SingStar, but with Twitch. You download this app on your PC, and it's instantly integrated with Twitch and your audience. And you can actually stream live straight from that app. And basically, oh, you have your own avatar on a stage. You can sing, um, and uh, you can join... Um, followers or your your viewers and sing together uh which is really cool um and you can join uh others for duets and stuff uh i I think the engagement and the community aspect of this game is far better than what singstar has ever done um and there's a lot of songs on there that i'm I'm surprised they're all free you know (laughs) uh the disney songs or you know um plenty of like licensed music and there's a lot there what kind of metal songs do they have chris i think they do have some metal songs but you know i don't have the voice (laughs) for it so um i know i'd like to watch you uh sing some of them (laughs) oh my god huh um (laughs) <laughs> oh man that's a that's a system of a down track there i yep. love system of a down um cool that's yeah that sounds like an interesting thing to check out uh, and especially with it being integrated into twitch i feel like maybe yeah. it might have more of a it, it's super fun cool um josh why don't you talk to us about what you've been playing so <clears throat> excuse me i uh finished and started astrobot um I'm not going to talk about that too much because we're 
covering our uh, top 10 games of the decade soon for episode 50, and, and I'll, that game's on there. So um, I, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'll talk about it in detail more later. And plus, you know, Chris just talked about it a little bit. But yeah, really, I really liked Astrobot. thought it was really great. Um, I think it's a must-own for VR. I think it's one of the best games to kind of show somebody you know first maybe because it's a game changer it's yeah it's it's game changing it's easy to understand it's easy to it's just really intuitive honestly i liked chris's mario 64 comparison because this is the same thing for vr that mario did for 3d environments and a joystick Um, i might have taken that from dlc why this is necessary jeff podcast but yeah i just want to reference that (laughs) it's it's really good though um i think everybody should check it out and the price is great i I got it for twenty on sale last year. I think it's like that's the normal price for it now, though, right? It's like twenty bucks. Yeah, I don't know, but it's twenty thirty bucks, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's it's well worth the value. It's it's great. Um, I've also been playing Beat Saber. Um, I really like Beat Saber. I want them to keep adding, you know, more tracks. Uh, I'm playing on PSVR, so I can't do mods. Um, Facebook, of course, just bought the developer, so I mean, well, you know, hopefully that helps with licensing because that's my only complaint is I just want more stuff to play. Um, I finished Mortal Kombat 11. I grabbed that during the Black Friday sale because I loved it when I rented it. Um, it's worth mentioning in case anyone's in the fence. Fighting games aren't usually my thing. Like, I'm not against them, but, like, I don't usually, like, geek out and, you know, get that excited over one. But I, I really liked Mortal Kombat 11. Um, story mode was really fun, really great. It served as an ending to um, the two storylines kind of going on with the kind of soft reboot um, and the, you know... Uh, other storyline from what I read, which I thought was neat uh, that they did that. Um, and then I'm also playing uh, Halo Reach, the remaster that just came out. Um, not much to say about that. It's Halo Reach. It's fucking awesome. It's great. Um, I do want to just do a shout out to Microsoft for the price. It's $10. Like, Nintendo should probably... That's like, crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, they could have charged more and people would have bought it, you know? But instead they charged 10 bucks And... Yeah, I mean, it's not a full-on, like, remake, but it's a really solid remaster, and it looks great. And, I mean, $10 for a, you know, um, I would say at least a Game of the Year nominee, like, quality game, you know, for the year it came out. I mean, 10 bucks is great. Um, and then I like what they did, too. Um, so uh, what I want to say really quick that they also went above and beyond with, with Halo Reach is uh, DLC is not usually included for games in Game Pass. You do get a discount on uh like i think it's like 20 percent off um games in there and then i could get 10 percent off on dlc if, you know if, if the games in game pass but what microsoft did is they changed uh halo master chief collections so there's two versions there's just halo master chief collection and there's like the halo master chief collection like legendary edition or whatever it's called i forgot but and it's basically like a game of the year edition that includes all the dlc which the dlc for this uh game is uh it consists of a Halo Reach remaster and Halo 3 ODST remaster. So, uh, in short, if you have Game Pass, you don't have to, um, you know, buy ODST and Reach separately. Microsoft created a new version of the game and then put the version of the game that includes, you know, everything. So you don't even need to buy it if you have Game Pass. Good so, guy, Microsoft. Yeah. I'm just very impressed because, I mean, I, I honestly was expecting them to charge, you know, 20, 30 bucks. I was prepared to pay 20 bucks for Reach. That's fine, you know? Um... But and, they didn't. So, and yeah. Josh, uh, are you an Xbox fan? <laughs> I am an Xbox fan, and I'm going to be reaching out to Xbox Game Pass on Twitter soon. I want to ask them if they can make it so I can play Xbox Game Pass on Xbox Game Pass. 
<laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know, but I want to be the first one to do it. Okay. Um, cool. So, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, on my end, not a whole lot of exciting things in the world of video games. Um, I put, God, within the past maybe three weeks, I put probably like close to 100 hours into The Witcher 3 without even realizing it. Yeah, I haven't seen you on, playing it on the Switch. On Switch. <laughs> I just, I don't know what it is. It, like, I played that game when it came out in 2015, and I remember liking it a lot, but it it didn't grab me the way it did this time. Like, I'm going to every question mark on the map, and like, oh man, that game is so... I like when that happens. It's fun. So you know? good. And I'm... And I'm you fall I don't know if game. you guys have played the DLC for that game, but it is absurd. The Blood and Wine DLC, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'll put it to you this way. There's a reason it's called Blood and Wine, and it's very evident when you play that. It's like crazy, crazy, crazy. Anyway. I have a theory, um, though, Joseph, for, about that. Okay. I, I think it's uh, just the ease of access to the Switch. You know, I've been uh, playing oh, yeah. a lot of Smash this week as well, just because, you know, it's easy just to put on the Switch and play it. You know, I think that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably the same case for you. Yeah, and I was traveling, yeah. uh, and that makes it really easy. And then I, you know, played at work a lot. So yeah, fair enough. Um, the other game I'm playing, I'm playing this Blair Witch game for review for PlayStation Lifestyle. Not too <sighs> wild. Yeah, <sighs> that I agree. It's like it's like trying to be Outlast or one of those, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. one, Alien Isolation, like one of those games where you can't attack. You're just running. But it just feels janky, and you have this mm-hmm. dog. You have this dog, and you can like give the dog orders and stuff. And the main thing I do is like I tell the dog to just like lead the way because I always get lost because you're in the forest and everything looks the same, and you're just like there doesn't t- the game doesn't tell you where to go, so you just have to wander around. I don't know, man. I, I no, just, I, I had the same experience with it. I played the first like few hours of it when it when it came out on Xbox and. Um, yeah, I, I I know we joke about how much talk about Game Pass, but I was happy it was in Game Pass because I didn't spend money on it, and I'm I'm glad. There's a lot of good yeah. ideas there, but the execution's right. just not there. Yeah, and like I thought that movie was really cool, Blair Witch Project, when mm-hmm. it came out like 20 years ago, and so this is like a, a sequel to that. It takes place a couple years after the events of that, but I don't know, man. It I just feel like we've had so many good horror games that it, like something like this just doesn't really hold there's just no reason to play something mediocre yeah like Uh, i'm curious too what's the price on that i know you're reviewing it but what's the price do you remember oh i have no idea 20 bucks maybe okay i was gonna say that's a 60 dollar game that's no 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 it's not here let me actually check blair if it's like 40 or below then i think that's fair but yeah i I still agree with you it's it's clunky and it's just it i want to see more games from this developer but i don't like this game that much yeah, it's thirty bucks. So okay, still, yeah, that's yeah. that's fair. Okay, yeah, because that's what it feels like to me. It feels like a AAA game, or it feels like a game that wanted to be a AAA game but didn't quite have the budget, so concessions were made and they couldn't, you know, tighten things up as much. Because it's it's not a bad game. It's just I think you summed it up perfectly. There's just there's better games to play. Yeah, um, and then uh, put some more time into Call of Duty multiplayer or Modern Warfare uh, for their season one update. That was pretty cool so they're doing away with their paid uh expansions that they've always done or that they've done for the past like decade um and now they're just like free content and they re-released the 
the crash map from Call of Duty 4, which I really, really enjoy. Um, and it's just cool to, like, have everybody on the same page. Because previously, you know, you'd have to have the DLC in order to play the new maps. And it was, like, I used to split lobbies up like crazy. Because you'd have yeah. friends that have one of the packs, two of the packs, three of the packs. And it's like, well, I guess we'll just play the base game. Yeah. So I'm exactly. glad they're doing this. This will be better for the longevity of the game. Right. Um, but the main thing I wanted to talk about is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I've put a couple hours into it, maybe. Um, and man, like the production value is so high. And it, like, it just, I don't even know, man. It seems like it's, I feel like I'm just like watching a Star Wars movie at times. So cool. And you can see where it takes a lot of its uh, Uncharted, Tomb Raider, almost like Dark Souls-y combat as well, inspirations. So that's really cool. I, I, I have think a the question perform- for you. Like oh yeah, go ahead. Does it? I, I've played a few hours of this game as well, but like I I wasn't gripped by it just because like it feels like a game I've played before. Like do do you yeah. agree? Yeah, I think it 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 doesn't do anything new. I mean, no. in terms of in terms of gameplay mechanics, but I think being set in that Star Wars universe and having such a high level of polish, I think that really helps and normally i'm somebody who like i don't care about a game's story like i typically skip cutscenes and stuff but in this game i haven't skipped one cutscene, and i'm like really invested in the story and i just think like you know with the acting being as good as it is uh it's just it's really easy to get engaged in the story um and yeah I, i the combat's really cool um it it doesn't do anything new but that's okay like I feel like they sort of played it safe a little bit in, in terms of mechanics, and that's fine. And it reviewed really well, you know? So I don't It combines have... already existing ideas that are good in a right. good way. And it yeah. throws a Star Wars uh, finish on there, which, I mean, other than the campaign for Battlefront 2, which I've heard good things about, but, I mean, other than that, we haven't had single-player Star Wars content in a, in a long time. So this is, uh, I mean... I know this game's above average, but I'm saying even if it was average, I'd be happy. Yeah, you know, like um, yeah. I, I'm usually down for games like this, but for some reason, it's just not grabbing me. I yeah, don't yeah, why. It, it may be uh, just wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. I, mm-hmm. I bet it. I bet if you try it in a year, you might have different thoughts yeah. on it. So yeah, I wouldn't get too hung up on that. There's, it's not like there's any shortage of games to play. I've so. had that happen with games before. Uh, it happened with Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas. For oh, me, me too. I, me too, Fallout just, 3. Happens. Yeah, so yeah. But yeah, um, I'll have more to report back next week. Uh, cool. But yeah, really, really cool game. I'm happy Respawn pulled that off. And shout out to the writers. I actually met one of the writers of Respawn when I was at E3. Um, Manny is his name. And I just, I, I feel like the writers don't get enough credit, you know? And all three of us are writers, right? So I feel like we have a a little bit of maybe bias towards writing in games just <laughs> yeah. as it is right but but man shout out to the writing in that game it's really good um cool so that's been episode 48 um josh uh, i don't know if you heard uh, the full discussion here but we were thinking of doing something game awards related maybe just like a quick little predictions one-off episode um uh maybe not going through all of the yeah. the nominations but like the, the main, main ones. ones yeah just yeah quick, that'd be 10, fun i think we should do that thing. yeah 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 just like a quick 10 20 minute video yeah yeah exactly or not video but yeah episode um and then have it out like 
the day of the game awards or the day after or something like that yeah. i think we should do yeah do day of or day before but yeah um i'm i'm down for that i'm i'm really excited oh yeah um, day before sorry i don't know why i said after yeah day before. it's gonna be well, two a good days show before, maybe. Um, we'll see what we can do yeah something like that um so we also have our episode 50 uh event well not event i guess but we're <laughs> our, our sort of big blowout we're doing for that where we what are we doing our top 10 games of the yeah decade? we're doing our top 10 for the decade and we'll talk about them yeah so that'll be so we probably games. won't do news that episode i would assume and just just talk about our Unle- top 10 yeah unless there's any unless there's like a major story like yeah yeah um cool i didn't so- want to spoil that astrobot was on there for me i just didn't want to I didn't want to. I want to give it the full time it deserves, and I'm about to do that anyway. You know. Right. Um, and then, of course, we've got uh, Quest Complete, which you guys can check out right now. Um, you all covered what remains of Edith Finch, right? Yep. And then, and then you're doing. There's a. There's another episode you guys are doing after that, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, Chris and I were thinking about doing Halo Reach for episode two. And then, of course, unless you've changed your mind, the first one I remember you mentioning wanting to do was Evil Within. Yeah, I might change it to Evil Within 2. It's just, it's weird to just, to, to do the second one, though, right? But the thing I've, is... I've heard a lot of good things about the second one. Yeah, and I haven't played it, and I love the first one. I don't know. I mm, That'd be fun. I, I, I'm, like, halfway through one. I'll just pick my save back up, finish one, and then jump into two. Yeah, yeah. I've heard two is really good. Like, I... Yeah. I I heard a lot of podcasters I listened to and a lot of like critics I follow that were like, holy shit, like even within two is way better than it should have been, you know? Yeah. And like nobody talks about it. So yeah. yeah. Which is a bummer because that's probably why we aren't getting evil within three, at least right away. Well, yeah. And Tango's working on their own. Like the Yeah. But I mean, that might be part of the reason. Yeah. You know, is the reception um, and. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah, you guys can, you guys can check out, check out that content. Um, so that's been episode 48 um of course you can find our show in a bunch of places uh itunes stitcher tune in spotify google play um look out every wednesday for our question thread where you can leave us questions about the next episode um you can get our shirt which we still have that on teespring is that is that correct yeah. Chris? Yeah. okay um and of course we are a part of the hp video game podcast network where you can check out a whole bunch of different video game podcast uh of course our friends over at indie incursion you should definitely check out i'll also recommend um, uh, the life and times of video games is a really cool kind of retrospective podcast um there's a lot of research and um that goes into it and also i think the first season of it had a bunch of interviews um one the episode i'd recommend is the one based on tomb raider it's super interesting how that was mm. how that was made game design wise cool um and of course uh make sure you leave us good reviews on itunes uh we may be able to get to e3 as a podcast uh if they haven't changed the requirements for that yeah. last i heard that you only needed like 40 positive reviews to get in as a podcast i don't we know have a way to true. go <laughs> i don't but leave us nice reviews it helps out um Please do. chris where can people where can people find you online when you're not on the show yeah you can find me at panwell writes and uh this let's see here uh this wednesday 
uh, I am launching a new website called Chapter Select, uh, which uh, we're focusing on uh, narrative video games, uh, movies, TV shows, anything that that with a heavy story to it or... Um, and uh, we're going to have some analysis on characters and story-based games, and uh, we'll have some reviews out too. And you are editor-in-chief, I guess, right? Yes, I am. Yep. Cool. I'm the edi- only editor right now. <laughs> but, oh. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Yeah, so if you guys are wanting to sort of get into games journalism and you're, you're wanting to focus maybe on, like, the narrative side of video games, it seems like it's a great way to get started, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and Josh, where can people find you when you're not on ActiveQuest? Uh, Twitter, at Mr. Josh Nichols. And uh, you guys should share Black Friday purchases with me. I like hearing about uh, you know, <laughs> what everybody picked up. Those are fun to you know, hear people get excited about stuff they bought. Cool. Um, I got, uh, I'm really excited. I got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the gold edition, for $25. Oh, that's a good one. And that's the one that includes like almost all the DLC and like Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered. And yeah, I'm super excited. And then, of course, I got Mortal Kombat 11 for half off, too. Cool. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. Um, and, of course, uh, PlayStation Lifestyle. I'm actually coming up on my one-year anniversary wow. at PlayStation oh, awesome. Lifestyle, which is really cool. Uh, I never I never thought I'd make it this far. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I'm awesome. I'm glad that you're still living the PlayStation Lifestyle lifestyle. I am. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is I have this urge to cover nintendo and that that might be one of my new year's resolutions is to work for an outlet writing about nintendo Um, (coughs) yeah that'd be cool um and you guys can check out my blair witch review it should be live by the time uh this episode airs i don't have any guides or anything like that in the works to my knowledge but it's really weird like i'll just randomly get a message from an editor one day hey here's a game if you want to cover how did so, that Minecraft Earth one guy? It was fine. That game is like really not good. Like it's just not. It, and it, I don't. It's like an early access right now, so they right. can get away with it being janky. But it's just not ready to 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 be out. I don't think. So I don't know. Maybe guys, you guys can check that out in like maybe six months or so, and it should be better hopefully. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Look out for our game of, or sorry, our game awards content we're going to be putting out, and then our sort of game of game awards wrap up we're going to be doing. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for episode forty nine next week. And then, like I said, we're doing our top ten games of the decade for episode cool. fifty. Fifty episodes. That's crazy. So, that is nuts. Um, appreciate you guys listening, uh, Chris. Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, uh, it recently was our first year anniversary. So, uh, one year anniversary. So, uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. And uh, uh, hopefully we can keep this going uh, for another 50 episodes and uh, uh, spread, the, spread the love about um, video games and, you know, <laughs> video game news and stuff. Yeah, but only 50 more episodes. I don't want to get, I don't want to get to 51 <laughs> more episodes. Right. Right. So, so I want to thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week. Bye bye. Oh no, it wasn't recording. Oh.